it's time to start the show Lost my heart and lost my soul This very special 300th game preview for Travis Boak. It's TV 300. It is Travis Boak's 300th game this Friday night, tomorrow night at Marvel Stadium. It is Port Adelaide's home game against Collingwood. There's going to be no crowd. Up is down, down is up, left is right. It's all over the place. COVID is running the show right now. But there is a show. And that is the main thing. And there's a show tomorrow night. And because there's a show tomorrow night, there's a show tonight. And the only main show in town next to tomorrow night's game is tonight's show, The Portraits Podcast. And so it is with pleasure that Matthew Sullivan, the host, is, which he was me, uh, gets to introduce the best panel a, man, a host could ever wish for. And we're going to start with Craig Jones. G'day, Craig. How are you going? Mate, I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Nice to chat to you. And Nick, g'day, Nick. How's things? Yep, up and up and uh, all around. Feeling great. Uh, just staying in lockdown. <laughs> I mean, the next best thing to this would be the SG300, Sam Grace 300, but that never oh. came to fruition, so we, we get TV300 instead. <laughs> oh, Bokey. It's all about Bokey tonight, isn't it? It's just, oh look, it's going to be great. Boys, we're going to do a lot, a lot of chatting about his games, highlights. We'll, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll, there's a lot of, I've got a couple of things in mind that we're going to have fun uh, reminiscing and, and reflecting on Travis. And of course, Travis is a uh, number one fan. He's uh, not going to miss tonight. He'll be on eventually. Anthony, the pair, Alessiani, uh, will be joining us uh, in the not too distant future. Um, so I'm not, we're literally just not sure, but he said he'll be on eventually and that's great. And, and then obviously he has a real special connection to Trav. Trav's obviously uh, just know, knows him through the, the last two or three years since 2017 that uh, the, the, uh, Anthony goes to the training sessions and chats with Trav. I've met Trav many times for many years back when he started uh, and seen him at a club. I, I, it was you did the video. Uh, Anthony did the video, and it was just a uh, not. It was just us. It was a couple of other guys, an American guy, and some other people that were on. But all of us boys did the uh, did a video for, for for Anthony that sent was sent to Trav, and we've seen the. Uh, we look forward to hearing from Anthony about the feedback, and and we've seen uh, some, uh, uh, I guess, re- responses uh, to that. And how how do you guys? Uh, how did that make you feel just uh, doing that video? Uh, Maybe Nick, you want to kick off with yourself and just your thoughts on uh, just this week, mate. Um, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, the video that uh, the video that Anthony sent out and made and got us to help and join in. Uh, it was actually really, 
really good because I actually got my three-year-old daughter onto it, and she she enjoyed uh, making that quick little video because she got her Go Power On cue as I <laughs> got her to do. It was really good, and then seeing the reply from Travis Boke that we got, it's just yeah. so touching and so Magic. proud that he's a part of our club and he's a leader and champion for us. Yep, he's, he's quality, isn't he, Craig? That he is. That he is. Hey, boys, well, why don't we, while we're waiting for Anthony, and we'll save that for, for um, and just park that aside, of course, it's just, uh, you know, it's the most wonderful leech we, we, we look forward to scratching tonight is talking about Trav, but let's um, let's reflect on a while back now, uh, last last Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and uh, it feels like an eternity, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny, isn't it? It's actually a shorter time than the time that, that we had between the Melbourne game and the St Kilda game, and yet, excuse me, the last since that afternoon, um, you know, it's just it's just gone crazy. Look, we've got just for you know, this is everyone knows this. So this is if for nothing else, you know, when someone listens to this in back in history. So where we are right now in this time, it's uh, we're going to round nineteen of the two thousand and twenty one AFL season, and we are feeling and smelling that twenty twenty season back again. In a lot of ways, you've got an <laughs> AFL that you've got an AFL right now. Where we're at, everyone is that we've got an AFL that is doing everything in its power to avoid going to hubs as it was last year. It's they just want to avoid that at all costs. But now, essentially, it's been forced into some sort of semi-hub kind of environment. We've got teams in Queensland up here where I'm in the Gold Coast. We've got lots of games at Metricon, and we've got the Gabba. And boys, by the way. 2032 just was yesterday announced for, uh, for you know for, for this if for nothing else just to keep on the record here in this podcast 2032 announced for the Brisbane uh, uh, Olympics so uh, that was very exciting and I would lo- I think AFL can play a role in that as well and you know and I'd love to see a Victorian versus you know South Australian game or something like that as a showpiece in uh, the Gabba as being big set up uh, you know it's, yeah, it's very exciting so uh, uh, we've got yeah lots of AFL and of course other codes up here at the moment. So we've got the AFL up here. Generally, the uh, NRL is in the Sunshine Coast and the AFL are parked in the Gold Coast. That's not entirely like the case with some teams, and obviously, but mainly that's just where the most of the AFL uh, are in the Gold Coast area, I believe. Um, and yeah, the rest of the teams are pretty much in Victoria. We've got have we got still teams in WA right now. I think we have. Uh, the St Kilda, we're going over there, or yeah. So we've got that's pretty much WA, Queensland, and Victoria. It's it's a crazy time because Victoria are hosting games even in lockdown. Yeah, that, that's that what baffles me a lot. And you know when you had Tom Rockcliffe say, uh, "Well, I don't know why we're going flying into a lock, you know, lockdown environment." He, he he was you know if you listened to all the different areas where Port Adelaide on Media Street, you would have recognised that one at Triple M and. I just felt like it was a bit naive because it's obviously, yes, it's lockdown just like South Australia, but quite clearly, duh, the Victorian government are helping out the AFL and allowing you know, events and things to play out. You know, Just like, I guess, in Queensland at the other level, right now we were able to have our uh, karate tournament and other basketball events and other things happening, but masked and we're all masked and stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, Victoria obviously giving that... Sporting right to 
the AFL. Doesn't look like they're giving it to even other local or like the VFL or other leagues. It's just purely something that can be really, I guess, um, heavily contained, I assume, uh, uh, the Mm. AFL game. Um, Plus, I think just what it provides economically, if it doesn't, you know, go ahead. Yeah, it, does, it affects the AFL, but it does affect so much in the economy in and around every city and state, you know. And so, uh, uh, which is, you know, what we can talk about tonight about South Australia basically turning the lights off on, on probably any AFL for the rest of the season from the way it looks. I really do mm-hmm. hope it comes back in the next week or two and you just never never know with COVID cases up and down. It's It's hopefully South Australia, from what everyone said, it's South Australia went into lockdown real quick. Victoria were a little more laxed, and New South Wales were barely even. They were they were almost trying to go the opposite way, you know, <laughs> and kiss everyone, go crazy, lick everyone's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Says all the New South Sydney people, it's just crazy. It's seriously, they took forever to do. The, the, that's where that's where we're at with that, and the borders are closing on a again just for mentioning on this podcast for history's sake. Uh, One a.m. tomorrow morning. The New South Wales and Queensland borders will be closing up, and I think Queensland have shut themselves out from South Australia, so I can't go there. Even if I, I probably could get to Adelaide, and probably no issue going into South Australia right now. I'm not sure, but certainly, uh, I wouldn't. I'd have to come back with 14 days, so and no chances of any reason to go to Adelaide anymore anyway. But uh, even even Victoria, we're not. I'll be staying here. I might even go get out to a game at Metricon, but. Uh, yeah, certainly. That's where we're at. Port Adelaide are now with Crows in Victoria. Uh, again, um, what's your guys' thoughts on the the forecasting the next five weeks? Are you you're predicting that we'll be in Victoria the whole time until maybe the finals? And then I'm hearing the finals will then all be shifted to one area, something like a WA-contained finals for the almost for that one time that that playoffs will have a, a bit of a, a hub potential to it. So, uh, Craig and Nick, take it away, boys. Love to hear your thoughts on how your feelings about what's happening with all this right now. Well, I'll start off. Um, well, they were told to pack for five weeks, so because that was the case, I think they're going to be there for a while, and they're just going to do everything there. I mean, my initial idea that they should have done is just moved everyone to Tasmania. There's nothing down there. They could have played games almost every day if they wanted to. But, uh, yeah, I reckon they're going to be in uh, Victoria for uh, the five weeks. They're not coming back. Sure. No, great. Great. Uh, Fuck COVID. (laughs) Pretty much. Seriously, this is... Of of all the fucking weeks for it to happen... Yeah. Right on Travis Boak's 300th game. That's a load of bull crap. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, I also want to say, fuck the New South Wales government. Fuck Gladys Berejiklian. <laughs> fuck all those fucking retards in Sydney. So I'm sorry for swearing. Content. That's but... okay. Go ahead and put explicit content. <laughs> I, Very I honest. Yeah, I feel you. Gladys, Gladys Berejiklian has no fucking clue on how to run a state. And yet she still get, keeps getting voted in as um, New South Wales Premier. The people in New South Wales are fucking retards, I tell you. They just keep voting in the Liberals and the Nationals and think everything will just stay the same. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to turn this a bit political, but oh my God, if Gladys Berejiklian had actually done her fucking job properly, we probably wouldn't have had the cases here in SA. 
because oh, no, the first right. the first you're case right. of this new Delta strain is a guy that went to Argentina of all goddamn places, had his first COVID vax in Argentina, and was meant to be receiving his second one when he came back, but then came back via New South Wales. Was in a New South Wales hospital for ten days for some reason I can't remember what it was, and then he's come back to SA and he's gone around to a few places with him and his family, and that's what spread the bloody Delta strain here in SA. It's all freaking happening because of um, New South Wales and their inability to contain the virus. So I wanted to get it off my chest. So. No, I understand, and, and, and I think your your state, and um, you know, uh, whilst a uh, liberal state, has done pretty well, you know. In, in um... yeah, we we've only got a we've only got a, a semi incompetent um, premier here. Yeah, he's a. We just got a guy that can't run a walk in a box. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, look, I'm not. I'm obviously not happy about that. I'm pissed that I'm not, not having the chance to see um. Travis Folk's 300th. Um, and I can tell you, um, for a fact, I'm not the only one that's upset. Um, I actually had a small chat this afternoon um, with, through my work, um, one of our, one of the representatives that comes to my company to sell their goods um, is the daughter of our former president, Greg Bolton. Right, and I was I had a little chat with her this afternoon and just oh, saying how it yeah. sucked that um, yeah <laughs> when I having the game here and she agreed was like it was yeah it's just sucks. Now, um, uh, I guess say hello to Luca, is it Luca and Ash and Carmine are, are listening live, or at least they're the ones that are chatting that they're listening live. So um, we may have um, other listeners, but. Uh, that's, uh, who's, who's listening? Uh, Matt, we also have, uh, someone else listening. Just someone else. Okay. Just someone else. Hi! <laughs> oh, yeah. There he is. Hey, I'm here. The pair. I am hey, here. How you doing, Double A? What's going on? Oh, am I good? Oh mate, it's, it's your good. special night. I was going to write Double A three hundred, but oh, that's right. It's not Anthony's night. Uh, I've made my own T-shirt with Double A three hundred. And is that you know, related at, or, or not at all? It's not football related. It's it's stats. You won't, you young whippersnapper. All right, uh, I am a whippersnapper. <laughs> We're talking to the three uncles here. <laughs> hey, Anthony, this is your. This is just tell us, mate. Let, let, I'm going to sit back. I'm just. I've got a little cognac ready to go. Uh, <laughs> we've all got our, you know, smoke, smoking our pipe and uh, just listen, with our wines and stuff. And we're going to sit back and just. Like, I want you to take over and just, just tell us how much you love Travis Bowe. Tell us about. Stay <laughs> with us. We'll be here a while. And, and, and let me add. Let me. I'm, and I said. You know, it's a bit of a lighthearted, but no, seriously, and I mean this to, like, to cover all the little bases, just to look, give you the freedom, just to share us like the story when you first kind of hooked up, and, like when you were meeting at the training sessions, and you know, just just share us. I guess as a young kid, you would have you know, 
you, you how old were you when he came, he came to the comp? To share basically because your experience because he's he's pretty exceptional and he, he does all the things he does with the charity stuff, and yet he's also got time to reach out to you. And please do not hold back and just express uh, how he he probably has this relationship with a lot of other people as well in the club where he does this stuff, of course. He, your special relationship with him. I'm looking forward to you. Yeah, go ahead and uh, sh- share with everyone about the, your feelings of Travis Blake. Um, look, it, it it's it does get quite emotional because I think you know everyone has a favourite player, everyone has a connection to a favourite player, and um, you you have a liking to them. But I think you know, there's very few fans that actually get to have that special connection with a player and. You know, over the course of the last fifteen years, I've been able to—I've been blessed. You know, everyone got to grow up with a with a Scott Hodges, or you know, if you go back further, a Russell Ebert, a Warren Treadray, um, and all these types of players. And you know, everyone got to see them play in their prime, playing in their peak condition. And I fortunately got to see the end of, well, the beginning of the end of Warren Treadray. You know, very young, seeing the Premiership and. Uh, I never saw the best of him um, as he was, and Travis Spoke has been that that player that I've grown up with. You know, we've I've grown up with Robbie Gray, Justin Westhoff, and Brad Ebert, etc. But to grow up with Spoke um, in in a way that when he was drafted, all the way to when he was uh, on the verge of signing with Geelong, uh, and then becoming captain, you know, to go through all those emotions, uh, and I remember like. You know, you get pretty nervous when a player might leave, but when Boak was, you know, Geelong were here and um, they were poaching him, they wanted to they wanted to poach him and they went to all lengths to try and get him over. I, I generally felt nervous because you, you've got Crow supporters in your ear telling you, oh, Boak's gone, Boak's gone, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to tease you and get a bit of a reaction. I always had a feeling that he'd stay and he did. He went, went against the grain and I think from then on it, it – started to feel like you know, he was starting to become my favourite player because um, Treadrow was always the one that was my favourite, but uh, I always liked a few others. And between that period of Treadrow retiring and um, you know, not having another favourite as such, Boak sort of become that player. And when he became captain, you know, it just was naturally me to say, oh, you know, the captain. You know, Everyone has a favourite player that's not the captain, but for me, it was the number one on the back, and we saw how good his 2013 season was with Ken Hankley coming in, and he was kicking winning goals. He was All-Australian. And then just to see him go from strength to strength every single year, and that was a blessing. And um, I think when I started the pair, and, and Nick can back me up, as soon as I went to open trainings, it was a, for the first <laughs> couple of trainings, I was I was nervous, I was didn't know who to speak to. The first person I spoke to was Matty White. And the last person I spoke to on the first day I tried doing this was Travis Boke. And mm-hmm. I remember the first thing he said to me after I asked him, oh, can I ask you a few questions, Boke? And he, he was like, oh, well, this is new. And, like, yeah, that I had nervous laughter. But I look at, back, look at that back now and I think yeah, that, was, that was a bit of an interaction. And ever since then... You know, it would be every training session. I'd change up the players, but the one person I had to talk to was Boki, and um, he loved it. He he got involved, and uh, even when he didn't have time, he'd he'd make time for you. And 
Um, I'd always reach out to him and just you know, get involved. I always a picture and stuff like that. And uh, and then uh, 2020. This this is where it becomes. This is a bit of a personal story that I'll that I'll share. Uh, 2020 was obviously a hard year for everyone, and mentally I was going through some stuff uh, that was a bit hard and a bit difficult. And I saw this thing that uh, Port Adelaide did with which was, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Hamish Hartlett interviewed Travis Boke and he was talking about, you know, the mental side of things and how he was coping, how he was struggling through the years where 2017, 18, 19, he changed his role to being a half forward, pressure forward. And, you know, we were all on the podcast saying, oh, don't, don't put him up forward. He's best in the midfield. And every time you put him in the midfield, the game would change. And, um. He was talking about how, you know, through that period of time, it was such a stressful mental struggle for him. He wasn't coping. He wasn't in the best of form. And, you know, he changed his ways. And I reached out to him. I said, you know, I'm struggling. I, how do you cope? What, what's a coping mechanism? And instead of saying, uh, you know, this is how he copes, he said straight out, uh, a full-on paragraph he wrote for me about, you know, gratitude, acceptance, and trying to be, the best you can as yourself and that way if you try to be the best you can you're actually better than what you are and yeah I ever since I got that I always reach out and it's been tough not being able to go to open training sessions or not having them because um yeah I'd love to you know be in person with them again but that's basically like a story of how he's become my favorite player become an inspiration now, a lot of people have you know, motivational people in their life, whether it's your partner, whether it's, you know, for me, it's not only Boke, it's Rocky or, you know, we all have something that sets us off motivationally. And, um, to have such a love for a player that's a bromance in a way, and you know, it, it, it's pretty special. And that for me, this week's been a little bit more emotional because it's 300 games and I, I want Boke to have recognition. I want him to be seen as a player. When he finished second last year in the Brownlow, it was just you know, mind-boggling that my favourite player in the whole of the AFL finished second in in, in the Brownlow. Um, and to see him win the BNF a couple of years back. and I was actually disappointed last year too that DBJ won the BNF because I wanted Boke to. <laughs> um, and obviously DBJ had a great year. But oh, it was Boke, and I was like, well, he deserves to be a three-time BNF winner. But, yeah, to like sum it up, it's just been one hell of a journey. And I think I'm a little bit more emotional about 300 games than other fans because it's um, it's a pretty special time. And it, I, I am actually cut that I can't attend this game because I, for you guys know, I was looking at this game weeks on out. I was making sure that if this was fixed on a Saturday Arvo, I was going to miss playing footy to go see his 300th and to have COVID hit. He, his game not even be played at home to reach 300 games. Sucks yeah, that we can't go. But, mm-hmm. yeah, what yeah, a wonderful player, to... wonderful person. <coughs> Excuse me. I was and, you can hear, I was, and you can hear all this and more on Alessis uh, Moore. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do yeah, exactly. a special episode. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, look, I, I, I wish, yeah, obviously, I wish we'd gone back to a point where I could have been there, like, I came over for the showdown and, uh, uh, you know, was, uh, yeah, over there last year, of course, for the final. So, yeah, I, I was disappointed that uh, I couldn't even be there myself. But then, 
surely you guys contend and then just what a time. What a blooming crazy time. I, I, I assume his next home game, wherever that is, if it's next year or whenever, will be a, a very special time just to kind of celebrate at the ground. And But, yeah, only stretch of 300th. He's, I feel for him. You know, I feel, do feel for your mate, of course. Of course, I feel for... Yeah, I'm frustrated. I, of course, my personal, I couldn't be there as well. Just loved him as well. But, um, yeah, to probably uh, your... Scott Hodges is my Travis Boat equivalent to you, I guess, like someone like that. And it was great. We did that interview with Scotty Craig with you and me and, and Phil Swanson mm. at the time. That was my... Yeah, that was... You know, and then I, I... I relate to you there, mate. You know, with Trav. I love that. I had... When I had my low point three or four years ago, I had uh, Scott Hodges reach out to me, you know, give, I gave him a call or something and text him and then he, he just went above and beyond. Something about Port Adelaide, people like that, uh, it's what's something really amazing about our club. Two amazing people, Trav and Scotty, our heroes, and they 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 do that stuff and they go, they care for you. It's insane, isn't it, Anthony? It's so good. Yeah, I mean... Oh. I still have the screenshot of the message he sent, and I have the screenshot of the the message he sent me yesterday about the video that I got you guys to join in on with, um, you know, with the the stories and showing how much appreciation we have with him. But the screenshot he sent me last year, um, which I won't go into detail about, but mm. it, what it like to go into that effort for someone like me, who's just this random fan, essentially, to know that he has, you know, to have that little bit of a connection. You know, a fan's a fan. You're going to sign autographs, take pictures. and To them, it's pretty special. But to to an athlete, it's going to be, it's just another tick of the box type thing. They won't remember you. But certain fans are able to, to go across the wall and connect a little bit more and, it happens as you get older, I think, and uh, to get that message, to get that like a full paragraph to help me in a situation, mm. like that's like yeah, it, it, it's pretty emotional, and like that's the type of person he is. It's just next level, and it's amazing that you know, we're able to celebrate three hundred games for a bloke that's just as good as a player on the field as he is as a person off it. Uh, he's... Uh, Solid. Yeah. And clear. Like I just, uh, amazing. So, so it you, is. So you, amazing. So you started doing the videos, obviously, at the, at the uh, training sessions. And, you know, there's obviously uh, a couple other players as well that you've getting over and catching up with from time to time. And yes, you're right. It's probably, you probably dragged your, personally your favourites. Like your listeners again and followers and viewers uh, are basically kind of on your journey here. And this is who, so it's Westoff, it's Evo, and it's all generally <laughs> your, your favourites. Yeah. It's just, that's wonderful. Obviously, in your, the chemistry and how you work with the players, i I got to commend you on, the always the ability to con- compose and get yourself to a point where you're not fanboying so much because uh, I've got to be honest with you that would be a pain in the ass for me in a while. I I appreciate it just like you know oh yeah yeah well, well you know but eventually you get on with let's get some you know get some good questions and get that interaction and have them feel comfortable otherwise they also don't want to be you know what I mean that it, it, it's uncomfortable for them and you, 
from the get go, I, 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 you've always you've got better, and there's an improvement in anyone's craft. But it's a great ability to kind of just, yeah, kind of keep whatever kind of you know, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god moment. You've kept that well within, and and you've, you've tucked that aside, which is showing your professionalism. Well, well done, mate. Yeah, I mean, like the way, um, like I, I got more comfortable doing it, and. It was funny. I always used to tell Nick when we were at the trainings that we'd get mm-hmm. to we'd do different players, and I'd feel nervous for different players. But I get to Bokey, and it it would be just natural. Like, yeah, no, just, you're right. Absolutely, like I, I was like it was just off script. It was yeah, I felt so calm with it. It was just odd. Hmm. Um. But. Uh, I wish I could go there and do it again. Like, it, it, I wish I could you know, put a camera in his face and ask him. Like, the ideal scenario would be playing Friday night football against oh. Collingwood at Adelaide Oval, and uh, this morning would have been the captain's run, and I would have probably skipped work and gone to chat with him. Like, well, if, if you're going, if you're going to, sh- let's let's do a let's let's kick off. Um... And just share it amongst ourselves, I guess, as we kind of just our memories come to us. I mean, so he was number five in the draft. Is that no number? Yep. Five in the draft, yep. which is is yep. Rosie fifth as well. Yep. Ooh, nice, nice little uh... omen. Omen, yeah, I love that. <laughs> wow, magic. Um, so we have uh, number f- in the two thousand and six draft, going into the two thousand and seven season. He. Uh, Starts in the Glenelg Reserves, and I was listening to Chicky's mum today, and she was mentioning about that. And I mean, let's even begin with his draft. His mum was swore and cried and got really angry, and they didn't want him to go to Port Adelaide. They wanted him to go to stay in Geelong, and yeah, she wasn't happy. A bit like uh, the, I think I believe uh, Jane Wines was the same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I remember. I don't remember the draft, but I do remember hearing the story, and I remember hearing. And it's the same thing in 2012 when he was when he hadn't signed a contract, mm. and I remember here. I remember it vividly. He came out and said he was most likely to sign, and his like it was his family that said, "Oh." And this is obviously privately. It's like they weren't too happy with him saying it publicly. It's like, are you sure you don't want to consider your decision to come home? And that's what the whole scenario was. But in the end, he signed anyway. And I think um, I think his family are probably as happy as he would be signing on anyway. So it all worked out well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it, it did. I mean, he, he, he's uh, been on Media Street this week and talking about. Uh, have you you have you've made sure you listened to every interview, every every all these stuff. Is the Pope is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's, you know, he was on SCN. He was on with Tim Watson and uh, and Gary Lyon. He was also did a press conference today. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I, I listen. I got it all covered, and I don't think I've seen him in Triple M yet. Um, he was on Double A today, um, but yeah, he's he's doing the media rounds. So um, yeah, 
Uh, I, I don't think he was ever going to join us, but I didn't ask him to. <laughs> Should have, but no, not yet. Get, get him when he's finished his career. We don't, we don't, have, I, the, uh, we don't have the media credentials. <laughs> I, I asked him, and uh, oh, yeah. he said he, he did say that if there was a chance, he would. But then, obviously, with all the COVID situation, there was no chance. Ah, uh, yeah. So. We'll get him after 400 when he retires. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's just not like, that, that's not a silly thought. That's that's quite realistic. Really? Oh, I think so. I think so. Especially, I think if... We what about just... the first player to reach 500? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> if he does, let me tell you. You'll be waving your uh, cane at him while he's still playing football. <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't have any injuries and slow him down in his next four seasons, you, you're clicking around about what twenty-two games, uh, twenty-two rounds a season, and then you've got finals. So that's at least twenty-five. If you're not missing one game, so we calculated and, this a while back, didn't we? <laughs> I assume we did. Look, it's twenty. We think we did that it was twenty. Twenty rounds uh, on average. Twenty-two. 20 on average, if he misses here and there, if he personally hits does twenty games a season, he's got five more seasons to get to four hundred. Correct? No. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. And you know, if we, we've got a, he's got a team. He's going to be in a team that's playing finals potentially. You know, three, three, probably four out of next six. Three, three out of five, four out of six. You know what I mean? Like of years or something. So I suspect that we'll be playing lots of games each year. So, and he's yeah. not going to go anywhere. He's not going to finish his season somewhere else back in Geelong or anything. We're going to. I reckon Kenny would in, in the club. Whoever would get rid of Travis Boak would be sitting packing out of town, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. Mobbed. I sense that's what's happening also with Hamish Hartley right now. By the way, I don't know, just another quick note uh, that he might be kind of he'll call it when he wants and when he come back and when he's ready. Um, surprised that he didn't get in, but this week. But obviously, it's, I think it, I don't think it's that Kenny's put a line through him. I think it's it's on Hamish. So we can meet up for another time. But uh, yeah, uh, any other thoughts on? Yeah, your your interactions with Trav, uh, Craig. Have you had much to do with Mister Boak? Oh, I mean, I haven't had heaps to do with Travis Boak. To be honest, I've like I've probably seen him a few times at um, post game functions and that, but I really haven't I haven't had those kind of chances like Anthony has, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Nick. Uh, well, because I've been to a lot of the open trainings that Anthony's have been Anthony has been at. Uh, Watching Anthony get all those videos, it's kind of, you know, especially even for me because uh, I see Anthony and I see Travis and I can see the bromance right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, he's, I've, you know, talked to him occasionally as well and he's just a great player all around and great person for the whole community as well as what he does for let's not mention uh, forget to mention yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, childhood yeah. cancer association that he works so closely with sure absolutely yeah he's and to every uh two dollars is raised for every uh, all the things they sell in this week yep 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, I, I, I just muted myself then. Sorry. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh, uh, the I'm podcast. Sure. Yeah, I think I had. Sorry about that. So, uh, so just for the listeners there, I was. I think I had just yeah, muted myself. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but I was just saying that. For, uh, yeah, Bokey's just to, to repeat, just in case. I'm not sure what I muted there, but I did recognise it. Um, yeah, I, I Bokey's. Uh, First game, it was his, is his mentioned as his favourite game uh, that he's ever played, which is first game, and you never forget your first game, and it was Treader's 200th game. So Now, he, as I said, he was playing the Bay's reserve and then obviously played in the Bay's seniors. Do, do you remember, Tra- uh, uh, Anthony, his, with that first, his first game? Would you, with, what round was that? And do you, have a, do you have any kind of record of that, or do you have the boys know of that? Uh, it was in the round twelve against the Bombers at Amy Stadium. Um, that was the game Robbie Gray kicked four goals as well. So I do remember that. I got it on DVD too. That, make, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> You've got that I can't argue with it. You, you, you would know. Treaders 200th game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Treaders 200. The the iconic picture of um, them singing the song in the middle, uh, and those four in the middle: Westoff, Boke, Gray, and Treaders, because that was their first win all together. And obviously, Boke's debut. So Treaders 200. They're all in the middle together. It was such an iconic picture. I've got it. Oh, I like that. You should put it on the portrait page. I've tried for it. Yeah. Um, Bokey's, for memory for me, I think early days, I, I, I just, even that back in 2010, there was some good games, <coughs> 9, 10, 11, when he was showing his signs of that he could be the leader. It, it was in his, he was playing just. Uh, Pivotal role in our midfield there. Um, I guess I kind of reflect on games. I don't know, it just stands out for me. Games up in Northern Territory. Remember that those games with the gloves, and he was he, yeah. he, he was he, he just he he'd just uh, stand out above all the other players and just do it in elite. And he's, this was, he was a young young lad, just in his early twenties. This would be so 2010, 2010 season. Uh, when you think about even Hamish Hartlett just starting to kind of get 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 things going as well, because obviously Hammer and was two thousand eight, the, the year after him, uh, for the two thousand seven draft. So yeah, Boki was um, just showing those signs of a, of a leader, uh, and the you know Dwayne Russell says you know leadership kind of uh, what was it leadership. Uh, agrees with Travis Boke. Agrees with Travis Boke. Leadership agrees with Travis Boke, and it just <laughs> he, he he stood up. He just he he, he literally just uh, would play a game that was uh, elite and a, almost like no, this is what we wanted from him. And he just said, "You want it from me? I'm delivering." And he, and he just every week in week out, I, it was 
not surprising based on what we saw in 2011, 2012, when our team was really struggling. He stood out easily, yeah, just so he stood out above all players as such an elite player. But for him to stick around off field, you know, and stick around and be at the club and sh- and, and gather and lead the team. It was a fitting role for him in 2013. And and you can see now in reflection, it wasn't something that we gave him the captaincy because please don't leave, here's the captaincy. You know, the, the captaincy was always just going to be there for him if he was assuming he was just going to stay. It, you know, it was unrelated that he just got it. I think it was a perfect time with Ken and you can see that symmetry and that relationship and that's been, they've both been really good for each other. Uh, just the... Premiership's the only thing missing. uh, Great. And, well, we're in the contention at the moment, so who knows? So, I think, you know, if you look at any best games, memories of just games that just he stood out, guys, do you, uh, Anthony, I imagine you have a list, the Rolodex you can just bring out right now, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) or, yeah, yeah. uh, maybe we'll k- kick off with you, Anthony. Your, your favorite game of you know games, favorite moments. Um, there's two games in 2013. One was the round three showdown where we were 30 odd points down, and he kicked three goals, I think, for the game, and two of those were in the third quarter, and one of them put put us in front, and he was just phenomenal. Uh, that day, um, and then two weeks later was the game against West Coast where we were forty odd points down in the third quarter, and he kicked two two goals, and one of them put us in front. Um, they were probably they're, they're probably two that stand out in big moments. I don't have him as a big match winning player. I think he just does the grunt does work. Does job, yeah. The grunt work to you know, when Robbie Gray wins us games off his own boot. Bokey's the one that's getting in the score involvements and stuff like that. Uh, and then I think maybe the game this year against Sydney, yeah. in that last half, he had 20 touches or something. And yeah. the only one that was willing us across the line and just did absolutely everything possible, that kicked, kicked a goal. To Williams was just elite. Yeah. I think. Um, I think did you mention. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Did you mention the Gold Coast game in 2013, round 21? Yeah, that one too. Yeah, and thirty-five. I think he had like thirty-five disposals and three goals or something like that. In that one. Yeah, Can I? I will say. I think. I don't think about match-winning games or match-winning moments. I think the time he will wore the number one on the back. Yeah. There's. I'm sorry to Tom Jonas. Sorry to Dom Cassisi, even Warren Treadray. But to me, Travis spoke the number one on the back is the most iconic picture. And it goes really well with a zero next to it too as well. Yeah. <laughs> so the number one to number 10, oh, I think that to me was his favourite time. That was my favourite time when he was captain because he still is captain in my eyes. Well, he is to all the Wait. other com- confused commentators that uh, at times <laughs> forget that Tom Jones exists here. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that, I think yeah, I was the, mentioned the 2013 game. Uh, 
was really one we kicked a, a three goals in that one. Um, yeah, I think Anthony pretty much touched on most of them. Uh, yeah, I think I maybe say, I know what you're saying about North the- Melbourne last year was uh, it was really good. To the, uh, was it round sixteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, can I just can I add that I know what you're saying. I agree with you, Anthony. It's almost like the the moments of him coming down the race, or, or you know, oh, there's a certain. <laughs> Things like that that where you, I know what you're saying. I get what you. I get what you're saying there about how it, his his game was almost more cons- so consistent that it's never been. Uh, I, I guess the West Coast game in 2013 that stood out for me. Where they came back from that 40 point margin, and it was a, a Robbie Gray's return game, in round five I think it was in 2013. Yeah, it was, it was uh, also. Cornsy's uh, 250th that day. Yeah. And it was a big game for Trav. And he stood up enormously. Big goal to get us in the lead. And then uh, another goal from 50 metres, just almost on one step. <sighs> and that celebration. Remember the fist in the air and just. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, he, he uh, that kind of that, that stands out for me. Um. Yeah. What about Craig? Yeah. Anything? Anything from Craig? Yeah, Craig. What stands out for you, mate? Mm. Well, if I was to pick one game that I thought Travis Boak really stood out in and had a a really big impact, especially as both being captain and just his ability on field, you you really can't go past um, the. Elimination final in 2014. I mean, uh, he just had, he had a yeah. blinder of a game there. I mean, 34 yeah. touches. Enormous. Got himself a goal. Um, but he just, he really, like, he just built, the, he just pulled the team and just, they all just rallied around him and you could see that they wanted to win for him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really happy to this spot. I think I have. I've had a moment where I walked to my car and to and it was Robbie Gray's car was parked near, and there was the game, the Collingwood game that we got smashed at, and it was Chad Corns's. Was it his last game? No, no, it was his last. No, it wasn't his last game. But it was a special game for Chad, Chad Corns, and we just got smashed by Collingwood. I remember uh, going to the car park after the. All the fans were, you know, chatting to Robbie afterwards and asking him, you know, how many years you got left here? He's not going anywhere, are you? He said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I had a moment in at the front of the at out the front of again at the uh, of the footy club with Trav in the hard times, and I never felt more assured he's never going anywhere when he just said, "I'm not going anywhere." Just, just he dismissed it, and I. But it wasn't in 2012, and I think that was 2010 or 11, and rumours were still going around. They they swirled around for many years, didn't they? Yeah, that, that, it wasn't like it built up, it built up, it, you know, over the years to 2012, but uh, until he was captain, I guess, you know, hands off now type thing. And uh, you'll, we'll probably keep hearing that potentially with Ollie Wines until he's captain, I guess, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, there was some, some times there where you. Please don't go. You know, if he if he left, I don't know where the club would be. I, I honestly don't. I don't mean to sound the dramatic, 
Could there have been another Travis Boat? No, when, where, uh, how? No, it was. What's our next couple of picks that we could have had that would have been if it wasn't him? If we, where would we be? Honest to God, don't even want to go there and way and think about it. But yeah, incredible that, and thank so thankful that he stuck around. You know, you got to also thank Tra- Trengo back in those times as well. The, the relationship that obviously uh, Trav had with all the other guys in and around there. Yeah, for them to stick around. Quite, quite huge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, any, anything else you want to chat about, Travis? Is there any other? We could probably go on for hours talking about Travis. Oh, to be I'm honest, to... <laughs> I could. Uh, but yeah, we know you definitely could. I mean, uh, I guys, we've I got Travis on the line here. Travis, no, no, oh god, I wish. Us, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, I mean, realistically, had Bogey left in 2012, like we were thinking, yeah, I mean, let me just have a quick look. I mean, Geelong had, it would have at least taken Geelong's first round pick, which was pick 16 of all bloody picks, and they got Jackson Thurlow there. Yeah, nah, we definitely needed Bogey. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Although we, although potentially we could have um, snatched up Grundy beforehand and see when to pick eighteen. Imagine having Grundy in the team over Bokey. That Brody. Brody Grundy. Oh, that would have been better than Brent Renouf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just having a, I'm just having a quick look at the selections after him, and so from. Say we did, say Travis both left and Geelong gave us their first round pick, which was 16. After pick 16, Grundy's on the list. Um, I'm just trying to find names that really stand out. Um, Top Glory is on there. Ben Jacobs. Oh, God. Um, I mean, there's really no major names that are standing out to me that are like. Oh my god, we could have had him instead of Oki. I'm like looking at all the I'm looking at the twenty or uh, twelve draft and everything after pick sixteen is like like there's name players, but they're not like mega superstar players or anything like oh, we could have had Tim Membry. <laughs> so yeah, um, Nah, we definitely made the right choice. I mean, he made the right choice staying too. Yep. Indeed. All right, boys. Well, um, I, I, topic change? I think we should start talking about the next game. I've got, I got, I got a topic to talk about. Okay. Well, we've already been here for an hour, but let's go. What's our thoughts on the SNFL? Are, we going, are the Magpies still going to be playing games this uh, season? Not if what I'm hearing is true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Craig's hearing things. Oh, it's... it's, Craig always hears things. No, 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 no. It's more like the things that I'm just hearing overall, not just football-related. Like, uh, it's just like like I'm I'm hearing potentially a lockdown may be extended for another two weeks, so maybe in a three-week lockdown. Oh, nice. 
So if we if we're in a three week lockdown, I mean, it's going to yeah, the SNFL. The SNFL. Yeah. Say goodbye to the season, huh? So what? What do you how do, how do you think that plays out? You just we just uh, all the other sides just go up a level and yeah, it'd be interesting how they kind of work the rest of that fixture. I know. Right. You know it's crazy. Seen it before. I know there was a few um, SANFL supporters that aren't happy that oh the AFL gets to go ahead. Why can't we? And I just think about it and go. What, 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 take it's it's not as, Victoria. Or no, it's it's not even it's it's not even that simple. Like it's, realistically, you look at the you look at the sandfall, and it is all set like. These are basically semi-professional um, players. They're not full-time yeah. professionals. They've all got other jobs, which means unlike a, unlike AFL players who, if they choose to go into the community, it's their choice. But SNFL players, they have to go out in the community to be able to provide themselves a living and therefore are more susceptible to getting COVID and whatnot. So therefore it's harder to restrict SA and FL players movements. It's just a statement. Yeah, it is. It is. And and it's like, and pretty much it comes down to, oh, well, it's an exception for the AFL because, oh yeah, it's it's just money. It's it's money is the only reason. No, one, it is, well, one, it is their actual job. Two, and an argument can be that, it is an essential service for the fact that it does help economically, but also the fact that it, while people are in lockdown, yeah. it gives them a avenue of um, some sort of release and relief from being stuck at home. Uh, of course. And while, yes, so the SNFL could so do... many benefits for the community. Yes. It's ridiculous that... I mean, the SNFL could do the same thing, but at the same time, there you get one one non paid for game, and then the rest you have to pay for on the digital app. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's just yeah. SNFL fans can be just a bit stupid sometimes. Oh, it's just ridiculous. It's not. It's not. It's not even up for, up for debate. It's ridiculous. So, um, all the team except for any of our long term injury players are there. Uh, we've seen the side. And, uh, yeah, uh, we can, uh, I guess, we quickly reflected on just, if we can just really reflect on, yep, we, we yep. won two weeks ago, right, so one, one Saturday, and uh, just mm-hmm. gone. Uh, it was a long wait to kind of get to that build-up. Obviously, look, hey, I didn't tip them. The players played one of the best games of the year with a skeleton side, um, and... What a what a difference like a fortnight makes. We on, on the back of that loss to Melbourne. Ever since that loss, you know, that feeling with the the players going out and then that build up to to getting that win and then the confidence and obviously the ends tonight. Just that's just uh, and that's literally two Thursday. That's a just in a fortnight. The 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 confidence and the yeah, the uh, Bright feeling of the future for Port Adelaide, just a little bit brighter. Obviously, you know, pe- pending any injuries and 
you know, ongoing. But just right now, as we look at it, the players coming back, it's a, it's, it's good signs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, unless you, you're buried in a, you're head in the sand somewhere, everybody, you've heard Bert, uh, you've got Butters, Dersma and Rosie, the trio, 2018 draftees are all back. Uh, out for <laughs> Frederick, Martin, Frederick, and who else we've got? We've got... Uh, uh, it's Martin Frederick, Sam Mays, and Lena. Oh, and um, McIntyre. Any surprises with that boy? Yeah, Matt McIntyre as well. Which all four of those go back onto the emergency list, and all four of them are up for grabs to be the uh, Medi sub. What do we see? How, how do we see that? Uh, thoughts on ins and outs? All, all three of you, just uh, one by one. Love to just get your thoughts before we uh, get into Crystal Pierce. I mean, look, I'm, I wasn't surprised by Martin Frederick and Jed McEntee being dropped. That McEntee was the med sub, basically only played a small amount of time, got a couple of touches, got a little taste of AFL football, but not much. And with the three players coming in, makes sense. Martin Frederick, again, he, realistically, me looking at, Looking at the disposal efforts and everything from the weekend, um, I mean, yeah, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the disposals at the moment, and it really seems like they've just basically gone the three players that touched the ball the least. Mm. So McKenty, Frederick, and Mays. McKenty, uh, Mays, and Frederick only t- uh, had six disposals for the whole game. So yeah, Mays was I mean, not as good as he was. No, he he did kick one goal one, but then. Boyd Woodcock has kicked one goal two and had twelve touches, so it may, so I'm not surprised that they picked Boyd Woodcock over Sam Mays. But yeah, I'm not keen on having Woodcock in the side over Mays. I thought Sam Mays would be a more defender, uh, whereas uh, I've got to no, and I think he's I, I think he's a I think yeah. Mays plays better forward than he does in defence. Yeah, no, good point, but just interesting how, I guess our defence is pretty rock solid anyway, but uh, we've got a lot of forwards back, uh, back in the uh, team. Mm-hmm, mid-forwards, yes. Dersma plays more of the wing, so it'll be interesting to see what happens mm. with AIM and how that all shifts. Um, yeah, did you do you have the side in front, the list? Uh, did you want to just quickly go through the yeah. team list before we, we do our pairs? So, obviously, tomorrow night, um, we've um, both top teams have named their lineups. Um, obviously, for Port Adelaide, as we've just said, Jared Lena, Jed McEnty, Martin Frederick, and Sam Mays all omitted for Connor Rosie, Xavier Dersma, and Zach Butters. Now, I'm happy with those ins. Um, I must admit, I'm I'm somewhat surprised that we also didn't name Jones this week. I really thought um, Jones may have been an in over someone like a Boyd Woodcock. Mm. You could um, play Jones as your defensive forward. You can also chuck him in defence um, instead of having Bergman in defence. He's a bit. He does have that bit of versatility, and mm. because we aren't playing Sample this week, you want to try and get as much game time into a kid like that as possible. And it would make more sense to get game time into Jones than Woodcock. But again, that's just me 
whinging. Um, <laughs> other than that, that's the only other that's the only other change I would have potentially made this week. Um, and then the outs would have made sense to me. But yeah, other than that, um, so yeah, for Port stock standard, Collingwood have been decimated like we were last week. They've lost um, Callum Brown, Chris Main, Josh Thomas, and Will Hoshkin Elliott all to injury. And have they've been replaced by Anton Tohill, Finlay McRae, and Jack Ginevan. Uh, wow. Tohill and Ginevan are debutantes. So two debutantes going up against the top four side, losing realistic... Like Chris May has been one of their best players, um... So, so Josh Thomas is usually one of a good, uh, one of their better ones. Same with Callum Brown, Hoshkin Elliott. He's decent for them. So to bring in three debutants plus keeping in their uh, med sub from last week is an interesting um, thing. But I guess the way Collingwood are at the moment, you've got to you've got to play what you've got. I guess. Yeah, and, and for history's sake, on this podcast, uh, the other out from the last time we played them uh, is the coach Nathan Buckley out. And Robert Harvey in. Uh, yes. I guess some other, a lot of other players. I mean, we, uh, it, there is no chance, boys, we're going to smell a game just like we played last time and we're going to get overwhelmed by one point. I mean, there's a bit of what's happened since those, <laughs> that, that game. I, we, we don't, there's, no, there's no sense of concern for this game, is there? Not a chance. Uh, no, no, but at the same time... We need to. We need. I think what Carmine has um, said it best in the chat. If we don't beat Collingwood by forty plus points with the players we've got coming in, then we don't deserve to be top four at the end of the year. Yeah, good call. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So did it, uh, yeah, uh, and it's pretty stock standard to this from uh, back line to forward line. It's no no major changes. So, uh, but we've got all those three players. Are they in the First twenty-two, uh, first eighteen. Sorry, on the field. Or uh, are there any of them on the bench? Yep, there? all three of all three of them have been at this stage named on field. There you go. Um, at the moment, the bench is Marshall, Bonner, Woodcock, and Laddams. Any any thoughts that Marshall might come out? <laughs> late? Any late changes? I mean, I mean, look, looking at. Um, Collingwood's team yeah you'd probably want to keep Laddams when you're going up against Brody Grundy but um, I I mean but we all know Ken's got the wood for Marshall I don't see Marshall getting I've got to hear this from you Anthony, Nick, you guys what's your experience? He Seems to do the basic thing that Kenny likes and stays in. I just don't understand it most of the time. Anyone else? Anyone else would probably do the same thing, and they would have been dropped, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I always think about. Yeah, there's a standard, you know, and uh, oh, he, he, I'm so, I'm so, I just get so frustrated. I can sense it in you. <laughs> in Nick, I sense it in you a lot with the uh, in the messages during the game with him. I just it's, <laughs> it's, it's just like there is a standard. Damn it, Todd. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. 
uh, Anthony, your, your thoughts on ins and outs and everything we're discussing here before we move on to the breakfast of pairs? Um, uh, the Marshall thing keeps coming up and I agree with it. I think we just too scared to drop him, too scared to drop his confidence even more. So we just keep playing him and yeah. Uh, I think we're still just hanging on, waiting to see if he can you know, bang that, that four-plus goal game and he just takes the yeah. game by the scruff of the neck. I think last week he did have bits and pieces. I did like his last quarter. Um, I don't mind the idea of throwing him as a swing man back every now and then to help out um, if we are under the pump or we'll throw him onto the wing. Um, just to give us that bit of a lead-up option when we do get desperate and just bomb it long. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you can you can play with him a little bit, but it only gets so much out of it before it becomes the same old thing. So, right. I'm, um, I'm currently I'm currently looking at his stats for the year so far. Mm-hmm. So the main the main four disposals averaging nine point eight. A game, averaging one point one tackles, averaging four marks, and averaging one point one goals a game. Yeah, that's that's, and then when you go over the overall stats, he's got a few spots where he is um, above average. Um, inside fifties, he's up on he's up on there. Rebound fifties, he's above average. Kicking efficiency is up there. Um, kick to handball ratio is up there. Intercept possessions are up there. Um, goal assists and goal accuracy, he's up there as well. There's one, there is one spot where he is named as elite. And I can't believe this is the one place that he is named as an elite player. Oh my God, tell us. Hit outs to advantage. What? Like he's had, he's had four hitouts for the year. He's elite. Um, his hitouts to advantage have only been two, but hitout to advantage percentage is fifty. <laughs> and I think because he's now, had two out of so two out of four. That's a fifty percent advantage rate. Oh, but no, pretty much everywhere else in his stats, you just I just look at his stats and it's all either yellow averages or red below average. And yeah, I just want to say, like we did say a few weeks ago, I brought it up saying that he needs to have. KPIs to be hitting to keep himself on the side. And I did say, you know, three or four contested marks a game and, um, you know, kicking those two goals, having a massive impact. If he's averaging one goal a game, that's just not good enough for a centre-half forward. I mean, he's become the third go-to player. He's sort of a nowhere forward at the moment. I don't know what more. Like he's he's number five on our goal kicking list. Number five. Connor Rosie's had a pretty average season, just bar the last. He's missed a few, what, hasn't he? 
Mm. Uh, Connor's missed a couple, and he's also had a pretty poor first half of the year. But then yep. in the last, before he went out injured, the last month or so, he was absolutely fantastic. And yet he's um, fourth or so. And he's fourth. <laughs> like, like, can you, and, yeah. and just, like, I can't explain how he gets, you know, Ratio Fantasia's been out for the last 20,000 weeks, and he's still ahead of Todd Marshall. Like, he's kicked 19 goals for the year, Ratio, and Marshall's only yeah. kicked 16. Robbie Gray's been out for a little bit, and he's kicked 15. Gee, George Addis is, is, is a second-year player. I was going to say, yes. the, the, on, on the flip side of this, uh, you know, sometimes he, his performance can be masked you know, in, and diluted in some way by if the other players are struggling as well. But on the kind of flip side, chalk and cheese, Georgiades is just creating gold. Every time oh. he gets the ball, oh. it's just... Whether he's kicking goals or he's 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 playing around the field, you know, in that forward line, he's he's super elite. His awareness, everything. He's he's a, he's a footballer's footballer, and we have him, and we're never going to lose him. Otherwise, again, I'll march him to the down to Albany with a pitchfork. He, I'm loving this lad, and that's just the funny thing about it. Whilst Marshall is in this funk, Georgiades is just leaving him in his dust. It's uh, it's it's quite impressive. This 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 kid Mitchy is just, and he's just early days, early days. Seriously, boys, we've got to get to the crystal repairs, but just quickly, round the grounds, round the table, tell us what you thought of thinking Mitchy right now. Is he is he in the uh, category in the talk for uh, the uh, rising star? Share, yes, share us your yes, it should be. Yeah, I agree. You watch. It'll be it'll be another bloody midfielder because it's always going to be the midfielder type. I was actually um, talk about that recently yeah, that uh, Mitchy doesn't get enough love because he's a forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just oh, I said about I said it before the buy. If we were dropping Marshall or Georgiatis, I I said Georgiatis. But what he's come out since the buy, he's been. Nothing short of exceptional. Mm. You know, he's been, and games against Melbourne, he kicked two goals. Games on the weekend, he kicked four goals. He's mm. getting those. Uh, uh, he's nearly at two goals a game, which is he's just, leading. He's spread. He gets he, he gets separation from his opponent, and then when he gets the one on one, he's able to. You kick comfortable. He, he, just like when you watch Robbie Gray one on one. You just feel like oh, he's going to get it. Mitchy already in his second, third, was his second season has got that eliteness there. Sorry to interrupt, but just that, that yeah, just yeah, that's Mitchy stepping up like that, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, he. It, it's funny. Charlie Dixon gets so angry that he's got four on him. <laughs> but Mitchy is thriving because of it, mm-hmm. and it's what we wanted from Todd Marshall. And Charlie Dixon's playing with four on him. And he's still kicking 33 goals for the year so far. Like he's averaging just about two goals a game. So Charlie's influence is taking nearly three contested marks a game, which is elite on his averages. Like we, are, I think Charlie's season is definitely a lot more underrated um, than people have given him credit for because he's had four or five players on him. 
Like, there hasn't been too many games where he hasn't kicked a goal this year. He's kicked at least one in most games. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're dealing with is besides the fact that we're not winning against top four sides, mm. our players are building. But there's still something there with Charlie. There's George Artis showing hope and promise. We've got our three guns back in Rosie Dersma Butters. If this doesn't get you excited as a poor fan in general playing in Bokes 300 tomorrow night, oh, it's I, said it la- I said it last week. Last week, if you beat St Kilda with your B-grade side away from home in the situation we're in, <laughs> then I'm telling you, you can't. I'm, I'm saying it right. You won't stop us for this year. Okay, oh, there's me, Ruffy. It's early. We won't want to lose a game for the rest of the home of the way season. That's pretty cool. Putting it there right now. I love it. All right. I think it's a perfect time to get into a crystal pairs. Yeah. Oh, you'd think you'd back riders would absolutely dominate Cox. Oh, yeah, Ryder to absolute dominate Cox. In fact, I, I want to hear that again. And I want, we've, we've got you now uh, ready. You go, Anthony. Go ahead now. Oh, you'd think you'd uh, Ryder to absolutely, absolutely dominate, dominate Cox. Cox. Perfect. That just, <laughs> ding, that ding. That well. <laughs> so just, or just, just for proof of authenticism. Sorry, yes, yes, it checks out. It checks out. <laughs> Verified. <laughs> Um, that is like the best ringtone. That is- I still remember the night that Craig and I did a solo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we took away from it. Right, we went for two to- hours that night. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. We're with a football skin on them, seriously. We, yeah, it's just like, now, okay, we've got to get going with this. So who's going to take the baton first? And give us their uh, tips and margins. Let's uh, let's go to the man of the moment. Um, let's start with you, Anthony. It's uh, you want to? Shall we go to you first? And you you take the um take the torch. Uh, I tip. I said it in my review, my preview today. I'm tipping Port by thirty six. I would like a smashing. We need the percentage, but. Uh, I, you know, we haven't smashed a team all year, so I don't think it will change. But I just want the win. I think that's all I want. Thirty-six nice. All our well, we have, we have smashed the team. Pairs, we have smashed the teams this year. Start throwing out your crystal pairs. We would love your uh, uh, tipped margins, your uh, defender, your midfield, and your forward best on ground for those three positions on the ground. And we also want your roughy as well. Oh, we're all okay. going at once, time, are we? Oh, no, no, just to the listeners, just if you can throw those out, right. please, uh, to, to, to put, them, put them out. We'll, uh, we'll read them uh, after hours. Yeah, sorry, no, continue on. Sorry for that. Just just letting our listeners know what's going on. Oh, that's all right. Uh, Put uh, by 36. Put by 36. All right. Um, Craig, we'll go with you. Just to go back on what Anthony just said, we have had, um, what was it, we've had three, three games that we have actually smashed teams in. At least is, that 50, I'm just... is that 50 plus? Yep. Yeah. Round one. Round two. Round two. Gold Coast. Yes. No, that was Essendon. 
Yeah, we we beat North by fifty two, Essendon by fifty four, and then the Saints by fifty four. In round six, how much was Gold Coast? Uh, Gold Coast. That was later on, I think. Um, I'm trying to find that one. I I don't think that one. That one was as. Crows by we beat the Crows by forty nine. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think that. I think Collingwood. Yeah, we have, we yeah. have. So we have smashed teams. We haven't like obliterated teams um, this year. Yeah, that's what I mean. But we haven't like completely obliterated Come. anybody. I, I think what's happened, guys, is that almost in every game where we've looked really comfortable, we've we've won. Even like games where we're fifty plus win. If you actually watch the game, and, yeah, we could have was, won by and the Gold Coast game was fifty as well. Yeah, but it's funny. There, a lot of those games we actually could have won by more, um, and that's probably where we're missing the that the cream on the cake, so to speak. That that, that it's it's ninety percent. We're ninety ninety five percent, and you want to see just leaving everything out in the field. And uh, are we have we done that? Can we do that? Can we just absolutely just bury a side and just embarrass them? Because we've seen a couple of other teams this year where we've gone, why couldn't we have done that? <laughs> you know, so, you know, and, and do we have that in us? So maybe when we're our best sides out there, it's going to be really interesting to see this week. So, And obviously those three players getting back, it, it's, you know, expect more from them over the next two to three weeks once they get the run in their legs because it's uh, uh, the three of them collectively, whilst it's really good and it, they will be good, they'll only get better for over the... Next month or so, just gets you all that more excited. <laughs> all right, you're a, so. Did you, did you see your tip and margin there, Craig? Okay, so my tip and margin is port by a nice clean ten goals. Ah, oh, ten for Trav. <laughs> Love it. Ten for Trav. Sixty points. All right, Nick. Nikolai, Nikolai. What's yours, Nick? Power by 70. Oh, nice. I'll never put Collingwood on Friday night again, if that's the case. <laughs> that's what I'm predicting. They are going to come out for Bokey, and they are going to smash the ever-loving Jesus out of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm Collingwood would have... Yeah, halftime, Collingwood, like, can we just stop playing? <laughs> Wave the white flag. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm actually mm. thinking that as well. I was thinking 80 points. I was thinking... Oh, there we go. We got 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking... I'm thinking we'll actually have a big win. Uh, I feel like Collingwood... Yeah, it's... I, I can't even see where... Oh, oh hell, you know what? Since, it, since it's his 300th game, port by 300 points. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your roughie, man. That's your roughie. Oh, well, we, we almost have Travis Boking involved in our roughies. It's a, that's a requirement. Uh, Trevor's book must be in your roughies. All right. Um, so uh, we'll kick off with you. Uh, oh, you, you got mine, of course, margin, 70, uh, 80 points. Uh, Anthony, can we get your BOGs starting in your back line, please? Uh, Tom Jonas. All right. Captain. Captain doing the job for the former captain. Beautiful. Uh, my midfielder... Travis Boke. <laughs> and my Ford will be Big Charlie. I reckon he's going to kick a bag of six. 
exciting. Uh, Craig. Okay, so for my defender, I'm going to go a little out of left field here. Um, I reckon BOG in defence will be Miles Bergman. Bergman? Deserve the rising star nod last week, just for saying that. Midfield, I just, I, I, I still just cannot go past Ollie Wines. He is just having some sort of a season. He's he needs yeah. three votes. Yeah, and we want him to have the three votes. So, uh, <laughs> Ollie Wines for the middle and up forward. I reckon Mitch is going to back up his performance last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, in defense, we have a Darcy Burn Jones is going to put on his cap and play a great game. Uh, in the midfield, midfield, yep, yep, midfield. I reckon. Whoa. I want to say Oli, but no, I'm going to say Boke. Got to be Boke. Got to be Boke. Oli will be a close second. <laughs> um, and in for Craig Stolmine, you know, Mr. Georgiades. <laughs> I love him. It's got to be him. He's going to clunk another four, I reckon, at least. So we're allowed each other's ones here because, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Jonas and I'm going with uh, uh, Travis Boat and I'm going with Charlie. So, Anthony. Uh, coffee and paste. Coffee <laughs> and paste. I, I just, I have to, it's a really good call. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Travis, uh, it, it's going to be his game, have a big game. Can he kick six on his, on his own uh, uh, 300th game like uh, Nah, he but he'll have, he have he'll, 60 he'll, touches. Oh, well. That, <laughs> Everyone that, was handing it to him. Quick, poke, pass back, backboard. I, I'm going to um, take the mantle first on the, and I'm going to leave you last, Anthony, <laughs> with the with the, uh, the roughies here. You're oh. the king of the roughies. You're the judge of the roughies. And we'll leave <laughs> you with the final roughie. I'm going okay. to, as the host here, to have the first roughie. Now, Jack Rewalt, he kicked six goals, but I'm going to go with my roughie being that we're going to have two goals from from Travis Boat. However, he's also going to have another six in parts of where every goal assists. And that is also not in, also including he's going to have six inside 50s so two goals six six plus let's go with six plus let's go with freaking eight let's go with eight score involved changing as he's going oh absolutely and six inside six inside 50s eh? that's my that's my roughies travis boat let's go i'm gonna hand it over now to craig craig give us your uh your roughies dear god my roughy. <laughs> so I'm going. I've said Mitch will be a BOG up forward. Mm-hmm. However, my roughy is that Butters will kick five. Oh, you're not going with a bokey roughy in yours. This is just a no, standard on its no, own. No, I, 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 as much as I love bokey and. 
as much as I love Bokey and think he's an excellent player, I have a feeling Collingwood will just target him all game, and I think that's just going to nullify his ability to have a decent game. So, unfortunately, I really can't just say, "Oh yeah, Bokey's going to do this, Bokey's no, going to do no, that." No, no, yeah, I think he's going to be, yeah. Others will benefit. Exactly. The others will benefit. Far out. Butters 5. Can you imagine that? Oh, celebrations. I'm just picturing all the different posters that will come from those celebrations. I will blow a load. (laughs) 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 On his feet. (laughs) Travis Travis kicks his feet. Butters kicks his feet. Oh, boy. If Travis kicks five, (laughs) get get out the clean wipes. (laughs) Nick, please save us. Oh, Jesus. I don't even know where to go here. Uh, I reckon Boke is going to lead the way in... Uh, you know, what's the uh, one we kick it... Uh, get it out from the middle? Uh, center clearances. Center, yeah, he's going to lead center clearances. Oh, wow. Okay. That'd be nice. Uh, okay. I like that. That's a good one. He's, well, he's going to be BOG, so he's going to... Have you got some numbers? Have you got some numbers in there? Or is this just um, going to lead him over all the other players? Fuck it, 20 plus. Anthony, now before you give your... <laughs> I'm not going to like, overplay or overbuild this uh, this roughie, but can we just get a bit of a gauge on the other roughies around? Uh, with your thoughts on them? Start with mine. Go on. Um... Bring it up. Yours gave me a stroke because <laughs> I couldn't follow it. But, <laughs> score involved, but my friend. Score involved. I like your creativity. We're getting very creative here on the Portrait Podcast with the roughies. And well, I thought for a second. Ten. I thought you. Uh, yeah, oh, see, okay. that's see? that's where Did I liked you get it. Numbers okay. You've gone ten. See, yeah. the two and eight adds up to. 10 Travis Boak. So that's where you, you get yourself over the line. Oh, thank you. Um, so I think you, you actually get the tick for the first time this year. Um, <laughs> I, got a tick, I got a tick not long ago because I, I was oh, that's right. the Gold Coast and I, I was doing waves. Oh, I was doing, doing that's waves. Right. <laughs> um, Craig's mum and Craig's mum and me were there waiting. <laughs> Craig, Craig with Butters five plus threw me off so much that I think I got a semi. So <laughs> that's a tick. I think you both passed there. And Nick said top clearances, and I was like, "Well, that's the most boring roughly I've ever heard." But then he threw in twenty plus, and I was like, "That is a roughy," <laughs> and it was for Boke. So. No, no, I think you've all successfully surpassed my expectations this <laughs> week. Right. Now for you. Exactly. My roughie is simply, it, it, it culminates in the celebration of Travis Boke. I th- well, I did say he would be BOG. So mm-hmm. I think he'll get 30 and 3. 30 for disposals and 3 goals. He'll get the 3 votes. He's done that before a couple of times, yep. I believe but it. But it'll, it'll culminate into a 100-point victory. Where at the end, they'll carry him off with a standing ovation and a walk-in, whatever they call it, the walk-off. Both teams will walk him off together. He'll get on top of the shoulders of Tom Jonas and... Um, probably Gray. Say, 
probably Robbie will come from somewhere, <laughs> carry him off. <laughs> Robbie, that's where he's Robbie's not playing. In the number ten, in the in the number ten prison bar, Guernsey. Oh, oh, oh just to stick it to Eddie one more time. Hundred three votes in the prison bar, Guernsey, as he walks off oh. and he's surrounded the game, and they sing the song with him in the middle. Bang! I'm that's how you do a rough. Oh, I'm sending this to Trav. This this recording, this this little <laughs> snippet. My God! Fuck it. Send the whole thing. <laughs> um, boys, um, I got to say to you earlier in the podcast, I sent a message to Trevor and asked him to join us. Do <laughs> <laughs> it out there. I might as well ask if he's up. If he's, I asked him. Nah, he probably would be too busy, or I'll oh, be getting asleep. some sleep. Exactly, but I just went out. I, he's if he's, if he's, he's too busy for me. <laughs> I oh, threw it out and asked him. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he's, uh, I was hoping he would, but uh, we never know. One day we might get him on. That'd be nice. Um, I mean, if he wins, we could see if we can get him on next week. Far out. Why not? We'll, we'll hit him up. We'll see. We'll see. But tell you what, Anthony, we've got some absolutely brilliant uh, uh, bit, uh, crystal pairs just on the on the uh, listeners here. Let's, let's Shall I go through them? It's hey, time to judge. All right, so let's start. Uh, Lou is going Crystal Pairs AFL pair for the 62 points. Sample pair, zero points. Well, considering they're not paying. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> His BOGs are Aaliyah, Boki, and Marshall. He's actually going to reckon Marshall will stand up this week. I like it. Ruffy, none of the Holy Trinity to get injured. Love that. That's good. I agree. Good. Uh, come on, power by 65. BOG is going to be Burton, Boke, and Butters, the triple B. Uh, his roughly is going to be seven goals in the first quarter and to finish with 20 for the match. Oh, like come on. That is one of the best roughies you've come up with. You've been approved. Shane Spencer, port by 101. Singing us because that's 10 and 1. That's brilliant. Oh my oh, god. Geez. I'm screenshotting <laughs> these and using these later. Singing our song with masks on of Eddie Crone like a baby holding the prison bars. Thinking of a way to become a real magpie. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Shane takes the cake. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and there we go. That's the chat. I like that. Good call, Shane. That is good. Holding the. <laughs> Genuinely, oh, boy, I tell you what, the prison bar would be an awesome presence at Marvel. <laughs> you, you'll never come up with a better ruffy ever than what I came up with. I'm telling you now, that is not even <laughs> the standard. That is a goat tier of ruffies. <laughs> not even, <laughs> not <laughs> even. Just, I'm telling you, it's a drop the no mic way. Moment. Drop the mic moment. It is. Hey. It is. You want your I, ruffy? I, I, you get your ruffy. I yeah. own. You uncles, all right? <laughs> hey, We've seen so much Nick. footy, nothing is a roughie anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Nick's right. And, and you know what? Okay, you kids, you, you got scallions, you... Um, Back in my day. <laughs> exactly. So you, you can, you can, you can uh, roughie it up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Mr. Numbers. All right. <laughs> oh, mate, math is my worst point. Uh, I'll tell you what. 
Might have been my best, actually, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Well, uh, yes, thank you very much for this. This has been a really good special. Travis Boat, I'm going to end up by just finishing here. I know you probably never listened to this, but Travis, like we said in the video the other day, uh, you're a star. You're an absolute legend. To you, your family, thank you very much for committing to this club. This club owes you everything. Everything. And, and, and thank you. And I know you're, you're humble and modest. We will get you on this podcast one day, I'm sure, just sometime in the future. Uh, even if it's for five minutes, it'll be the best five minutes this podcast has had since Scotty Hodges was was on. And um, <laughs> knew you were going to say Scotty Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> He's my buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, but boys, I just want everyone to get a chance. Uh, and, and if we can have Anthony, you you kind of wrap it up and tie this up before we we uh, head out of here. Um, so Nick, can you share your thoughts? And if if Bokey was listening. Yeah, well, uh, you've seen uh, my comments on the video with my daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that's pretty much he's just everything to the club, and he has shown so much inspiration to a lot of people, a lot of other players too. Uh, mm. I'm sure Anthony can understand that. Um, yeah, he's just everything the port the club needs and more. Absolutely, Craig. Oh, jeez. Um, again, I think what I said in my video, uh, um, it's the only thing I can... Yeah, just he's just been an amazing player for us, an amazing captain, and, and I hope the boys just stand up for his 300th. Absolutely. Anthony, send us out. Oh, what can you say about a 300-game superstar that's gone through absolutely everything from... The down moments of 2011, 2012 at the club to the highs of prelims and um, captaining the club, you know, second in the Brownlee. He's done everything on and off the field. The commitment to the club has been phenomenal. The dedication to the fans has been phenomenal. And I think on behalf of uh, everyone, I would happily say that um, you're the modern-day goat of this football club uh, on and off the field, true professionalism, um, if there were uh, superheroes, if there were superheroes, he would be the Bokenator. The Bokenator, <laughs> an absolute star. I actually, I've got. I'm glad you've let me last because I've got a little poem that I wrote. Um, not too long ago. Well, actually, I wrote it yesterday because I've been <laughs> doing this other podcast called Mike's On with a few of the. Uh, Fellas from the radio show, but that's for another time. Cool. I write this. It's Dear Travis, you're professional, you're inspiring. The way you work is admiring. 300 games is no joke. Travis Boke, you are the bloke. Good luck, Travis. Wow. Brilliant. All right. Well, perfect way to end. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, everybody. Tomorrow night, don't forget to... Tune in to Facebook for, again, as normal, Craig, your mm-hmm. dulcet tones and your extraordinary. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, boys, that was a that was a lovely way to finish it. We'll really leave it with uh, Anthony's poem as the last thoughts. Thank you very much, everyone, and uh, until next week. Can Travis? Can Bokey? Go, Go the pair. Go Bokey.
Shut 